before. They made 100 of them. I have one. Do not ask me how much I spent on it, because I will not tell you. Yeah, that that's probably expensive. Yes, because the culprit got very little merch and has very crazy fans. Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. I do not know who that is. But no, you I don't, Nero, and someday you I'll will. I'll get to it. I think, I've, I think I've actually gotten farther in Persona 3 than 4. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> you, when I talked to you about it, you complained about 4 a lot. So. I, I don't, well, here's, I don't here's know. Here's the thing. What I did with the PC version is I modded the crap out of it. Okay, that's Ooh. fair. And that's and that's how I'm going through it. Like okay. I've, my my yeah. thing is that like okay, I don't like I don't like the dungeons in three and four. Like I don't like the randomly procedurally generated dungeons. They they are like well, it here's just the thing. Like a I, yeah, no, they do drag. But the thing is, I play. I'm over leveling. Uh huh. And fighting the option. If you also, fight you the optional, hear me, but my audio is showing up as like a flat line. That's um, fine. That, showing that's up, a, it's showing that's up a glitch online. with Zencaster. Oh, yeah. that, that's a thing Zencaster does sometimes. Okay, yeah, just no. I get a flat line, but as long as y'all are seeing it and y'all can hear me, we good. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway, what? Well, well, look around you. We're already in the podcast. How did this happen? Yep. <laughs> um. Also, uh, Kate, like I said, Tim is also welcome to join. I think he's played these games, right? Uh, he is arse deep in uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and cannot be stirred. Ah, interesting. Like a much like a dragon. Um, can't uh, never never wake them. But anyway, um, yeah. So welcome to Game Busters. This is a podcast from GameLuster.com. Um, if you're new, what we do each week is deep dive into a game or franchise that we love, or maybe we want to talk about, or maybe we're riding the sweet SEO wave. Um, and uh, I think today we're doing a little of all of it. Um, I'm uh, Nirav and I'm going to be your host. Uh, Alyssa decided to go to work instead of be here, which is, I don't understand, but whatever. Um, but I am joined by our local Edelgard stands, Kate. Hi. And, uh, Ken. Yep. Uh, okay. So, uh, we'll just kind of do a quick round to get into it of, uh, what are we playing right now? So, uh, Ken, why don't you kick us off? What have you been playing recently? Uh, because... It went free to play uh, uh, this past week. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Fall Guys. <laughs> a lot of How Fall Guys. How is it? I played it like the day it came out and then never again. Yeah, I did too. And I would play intermittently throughout the mm-hmm. give or take a bit. Uh, it is, there's a lot of content there. There's a lot of different uh, tracks and events that you can go through at this point it is the best it could possibly be um okay given the fact that they're going free to play and i will say like it's not egregious in its free to play model it's much it's very fortnite in its free to play model okay um which makes sense because epic bought yeah, like it's is it just kind of skins basically that you get? It it's it's the skins um and just your flair in terms of your nameplate and whatever, but yeah, that's about it. Um and also like because I I I'm sitting on a because they changed how the the system works and crowns aren't a currency anymore, they're just a prestige system. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, all your crowns that you had become kudos oh interesting so now you have so now you have the free currency 
you have you're sitting on like a stock i'm sitting on a stockpile of free currency and i'm okay. just like all right all right um, that might be fun i might i might i might try it again um yeah i mean it's on everything now <laughs> yeah it's got all the full across uh, like though. i and the switch version actually runs really well like i nice. i've played a few rounds in bed okay cool cool that's good to hear um all right uh kate what you been what you been looking at uh, Game of the Year contender, uh, AI the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative. Yes. I have been playing pretty much nonstop since Friday morning. I still understand nothing, so it's your standard <laughs> Kotaru Uchikoshi experience. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's a that's a that's a normal experience. I was like five minutes into that thing about like the Philadelphia experiment. I was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> oh, okay. Um. And then I did end up like all these other things, just like Googling it and being like, is this a real thing that happened? Yes, Everything yes, that shows yes. up in his games are, are real things. Yeah. Well, it's like all real. It's like real, real pseudoscience. pseudoscience. Like real things that people in the world are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm also loving it so far. Like I'm, ext- I, I think I even like the puzzles better. Actually. I think they fixed all of my issues with like the Somnium puzzles and like made them a lot more easy to get into the ability to go back and do untimed somnium is blessed like to go just back and poke around and do wrong actions and look for hidden objects and you can get new skins now yes (laughs) also quick question can you apply those skins while you're in somnium or is it just when you're in the therapy sessions only so when you do a somnium the first time they'll be in their default outfit if you redo one they've already done you've already done they'll be in whatever skin you put them in oh interesting oh man uh i really want to get that shark one i've i've been seeing i um, uh i've been keeping both of them in the mermaid dresses because uh fan service yeah absolutely um yeah, so I guess I've revealed I've also been playing this game. Um, I'm a little bit farther behind. I think I'm like four hours into it, um, but I'm hoping to put in a good chunk today. Sorry, if I keep looking this way, it's because my cat seems to be fighting a ghost. Hi, Ellie. Ellie? She was doing that thing where she's like staring and like waving her tail around. <laughs> um, I think I think anyone with a cat can agree that there is there is probably some sort of ghost in your house and a cat your cat is fighting it constantly. <laughs> um, probably. But yeah, anyway, um, I guess I've been playing that. And then um, what was the other thing I was uh, uh, jumping into? Um, wait, hold on. Um, oh, yeah, I've been I've been recording this and you'll be able to catch it later. But um I've been, uh, you may know me that like the Dishonored games are like my favorite games. So I, um, uh, one of our friends was talking about them and I was like, oh man, what if I did this? And so I've gone back and I've been recording like a let's play of me doing a, um, mercy ghost nightmare mode run of Dishonored 2, um, (laughs) which is like super fun. And like, it is one of those things where like, I think these games are like the only ones that I'm like maybe like excessively good at. And so like, I feel actually pretty cool, like doing all this stuff. So I, I'm like maybe like nine or 10 episodes of recording into that. Um, so those will go up eventually, but they'll, uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to share that off. These games are so good, but um, anyway. All right. Everyone so, has that one dinosaur, game. Dinosaur summer or whatever. 
is also Dino Summer, which I will remind everybody of at the end of the podcast. But That's yeah, on Saturdays, Dino Summer. Yeah, every Saturday this summer, uh, I'm doing another like let's play video, basically of a uh, different dinosaur game. I've done Jurassic World Evolution the last two weeks, I think. So I think I'm going to be trying um, a few other things. I bought some stuff on the summer sale, such as Mayor T Rex, and <laughs> which is a two dollar game in which you are a T-Rex running around and uh, you are the mayor, but you are just like a regular T-Rex. You can't talk or anything. <laughs> so that might be next week. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, everyone stick around. Make sure to subscribe at youtube.com slash gameluster for Dino Summer. Only place you can get dinosaurs right now, I think, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, cool. Um, all right, so we are going to be talking about Fire Emblem Three Houses today. Uh, so the way that we do things uh, now is there's a pitch meeting at the beginning. So what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to simulate this. Okay, so you two are uh, designer. Sorry, hold on. My mom texted me about a discount on a Sam's Club membership. <laughs> um, a very mom thing to do. Okay, so um, what we're doing here is that we're going to get into character. You two are working, are designers working at Intelligent Systems. I am Mr. Nintendo. <laughs> and you guys are going to come to me and uh, pitch me on Fire Emblem Three Houses. It is the year of our Lord 2015. So try to get yourself in that mindset. And as always, uh, we're going to check which movies came out in 2015 to get ourselves in the right headspace. Um, Fan Four Stick just came out. <laughs> uh, Mocking Jay Part Three, Avengers Age of Part Two, sorry, Avengers Age of Ultron, uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, um, the second Attack on Titan live action movie, <laughs> which I am just now learning was made. I did not know there were two. It was bad. Yeah, they're both bad. <laughs> the yeah. second one was worse. Yeah, I've not seen either. But yeah. I believe you. Um, the uh, Dead Rising movie came out that year, which I'm just learning about now. <laughs> right. That. Wow. Um. Anyway, not is the, uh. What else? Uh. The first Jurassic World. So we're back on dinosaurs. So get yourself in that headspace. Dinos are back. <laughs> All right, and let's get into it. So. So, Mister Nintendo. You know how we just did a Fire Emblem game that was three games in one? What if we do it again? Now, everybody was really mad about the fact that we made three games and we charged them 40 US dollars for each of them. What if we only charged them 60 US dollars for all three plus a secret fourth game that's not any good, but we're not going to tell anybody that? That's more than half off. The fans will love this. And so what's what's different in this one? So we've got... Th we're going to put you in the role of a teacher. In, a, in this game about war? Mm -hmm. Yes, you are, okay. a, you are a teacher of war. <laughs> oh. You, and you have these three heads of these different factions in... Uh, this world that we're we're calling Fodlin. Um and they each of these heads of houses 
uh, are as are different parts of the country. You have mm-hmm. the more totalitarian uh, aspect, and then you have the more benevolent rulers, and then you have the merchants. Hmm. And where do I? What am I? Te- am I teaching at a, a school? Yes, you're school teaching church. at church school hybrid church school. Okay, so there's no separation of church and state. Oh no, no, not in this world. <laughs> okay, I'm 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 holding up a, a visual aid, Mister Nintendo. I've got that meme, and it's it's from it's that meme from from Glee. You know that show everyone loves, and it's it's Jane Lynch. It's Jane Lynch's yeah. character. It is 2015. Jane Lynch and, is hot right now. And uh, Glee, and it says, "I am gonna make a waifu." Who is so controversial. Ooh. And that's all it says. <laughs> okay. That's good. So these characters, so you go to sc- so you go to school to learn war, and you're a teacher at the school. Are you teaching children to do war? Oh yeah. Yes. Some okay. of them are adults. Like two of them. Okay. Um We're not gonna run into any issues with that, right? Oh no, none. Oh no, 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 no. They no. love it. The people they love this, and yeah. we're, we're gonna for the people that have it with the fact that the church is involved. We're gonna take the church characters and we're gonna make them really thick. <laughs> yep. Okay, that does, that does ease some of and, my and, my, and uh, like every fire and like every fire emblem game that we have ever made, there involves a lot of dragons, and the dragons are manipulating everything, and can... some of them look like literal children. <laughs> Can some of the 3,000-year-old dragons look like a nine-year-old girl? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yes. 100%. And can other, and can other ones been have uh, running the church for like a thousand years? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. This is good. Uh, so I think that people are getting a little bit, um, uh, you know, tired of the the same kind of uh, formula. Is there is there some new elements we're going to introduce in this game? Yeah. The Fishing. Oh, Okay. Not That's, just fishing. So you just we're, fish between battles? Not just fishing. We're going to give you access to the entire church area. You're going to be able to journey through the through the church, talk, interact with the different characters, and give that more uh, the waifu element that everyone enjoy has enjoyed from the past few. Uh, iterations you can take your students to tea and stare deeply into their eyes okay and is there magic here too oh yeah yeah of course yeah like every other fire emblem game we have a we have our standard magic system uh and again there's always magic in our yeah. games so so and then and we've got kind of a wide variety of, of different teachers who who teach different things and you know fun personalities and all that of sure course, yeah okay so i think we're i think we might be making harry potter um but kind of are yeah oh yeah we're absolutely harry, okay uh and probably just by default this is going to be the best harry potter game so i'm going to go ahead and green light this <laughs> Um, Of course, excluding the masterpiece Quidditch World Cup on the original Xbox. (laughs) Or PC. Was that on PC too? Was was that one of those games that was a completely different game on PC though? No, no, it was was the same. Okay. It actually played really well on keyboard and mouse. Interesting. I just feel like back then there were so many games that were like 
console and PC and like handheld and they like all came out at the same time and had the same name, but there were three different games completely. I'm pretty sure I still have my CD of that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it is 20, it's 2015 right now. So I am, I'm trying to think what was going on then. Um, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go, um, get ready for the, uh, midnight premiere of the new star Wars. It's back, baby. And I have a good feeling about this trilogy. Um, (laughs) okay, cool. Well, you guys are greenlit. Um, it is, uh, so if you could have this out in, um, let's get uh, get about three years to get this one out. Um, and, uh, we're going to go ahead and advertise that for you. uh, Even if you don't think you can get it out that soon, if that's okay. No pressure. None at all. Nope. Absolutely not. Uh, don't take a whole other year to, to finish developing this. And uh, broke okay. in a whole nother developer into the development. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> We're going to need a whole second developer for this one. Um, okay, so uh, that was, of course, a line-for-line reenactment of what really happened in real life. But let's come back to the present. So uh, just quickly, Fire Emblem Three Houses is a combination of a social sim and tactical strategy RPG where players will take control of a character named Violet who is a new teacher at a suspiciously Hogwarts-like school and uh, teaches children how to do war and stuff. (laughs) So um, it was developed by Intelligent Systems, who has worked on series such as Paper Mario and WarioWare as well, and uh, Koei Tecmo, uh, who you may know as doing uh, the Warriors kind of games, like uh, Dynasty Warriors and Hyrule Warriors, and of course, eventually Fire Emblem Warriors. Um, so yeah, this game was also published by Nintendo. Of course, uh, they think they are they are the I think they are the sole owners of the Fire Emblem IP. Even though Intelligent Systems has made like every game. Yeah, uh, Intelligent Systems is a subsidiary of Nintendo. Oh, are they owned by Nintendo? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that makes sense then. So um, yeah, let's let's get into the development. So following the unexpected success of Fire Emblem Awakening for the 3DS, which saved the series from cancellation. Uh, which, yes, indeed it did. Yeah, huge, huge uh, triumph of because a game. Because everyone hated Shadow Dragon for some reason, and it, I'll be frank, I love Shadow Dragon. <laughs> Ooh, I have not done the. I've not played. I don't know anything about the Shadow Dragon one. Huh. Shadow Dragon is a remake of the original. Oh, Fire okay. Emblem hmm. For um, the DS. Yeah. So. Um, basically the series had kind of gained some commercial value and, uh, intelligent systems and Nintendo were like, we're going to bring this to home consoles. We're going to make this a big kind of like triple a experience this time. Uh, like we want to put fire emblem on the map along with our other big franchises. So, um, they developed this game immediately after finishing fates in 2015 and they, uh, they got to work on it. Um, they uh, originally actually were developing three houses to be for the 3ds. Really? I don't surprising. know if that would have worked. Yeah. Um, but of course this was scrapped uh, after production began on fire emblem echoes shadows of Valencia. Um, so that actually ended up putting three houses development on hold. And by the time they resumed development on three houses, the uh, switch dev kits had arrived and they were ready to start working on that instead. So Kind of a, a lucky thing because it is possible that the concept, at least, of three houses could have ended up as a 3DS game. Uh, I I mean, like, 
I will say that the franchise, the franchise really is a handheld franchise. It kind of, it just, the gameplay kind of lends itself to the handheld market. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's true. as much as, as much as three houses is absolutely unplayable because the switch's resolution and text is tiny as hell. They're like basically little brown blobs like running around and hitting other brown blobs. And you're like, huh, that looks right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. We'll definitely talk about the, uh, the graphical quality and and resolution of this game because um, while it, while it actually does run extremely well, I'll give it that. um, Unless you're in the kitchens. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, It doesn't look the best of the Nintendo games, I guess. (laughs) Is a nice way to say it, um, and we'll we'll get to that, of course. And you know, when I when I say that, I'm referring more to graphical resolution ability to render what what is some great concept. Like the art the art design is great, but like just the resolution isn't there to match it. You know? Yeah, I mean, I have the art book. <laughs> hey, there we go. Um, that looks neat. Is that for Three Houses specifically? Yeah, this is the Three Houses art book that came with the collector's uh, edition. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah, so uh, this game's scenario was written by uh, Koei Tecmo, actually, which is something I did not realize. They actually had a much bigger hand in this than I, I had realized. Oh, yeah, they basically, they they were the main developers on the game, actually. Yeah. Um, so most, you... most, they mostly did a lot of the uh, church area. Mm-hmm. Um, they were primarily, that was primarily their uh level of expertise and yeah. the intelligent systems did the battle systems right and, and whatnot it kind of makes sense because the battle system is like while it is definitely upgraded like by kind of taking out the um the rock paper scissors stuff like a lot of it is similar to like awakening uh in the battle system at least um so i mean like they've had experience making that kind of a thing before i guess is what i'm getting at but um yeah, so the uh, scenario f- was written by uh, Yuki Ikino. So all these people are at Koei Tecmo. Um, I don't know if I can say all these names. Ryohei Hayashi, I want to say. And Mari uh, Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of these had previously worked on the scenario for Fire Emblem Warriors and so were brought onto the development of uh, Three Houses to help assist intelligent systems in the social segments of the game. So the first storyline that conceived was actually the Black Eagle storyline. That's that not surprising, surprising given, given the fact that it has the most Fire Emblem implications, if you know the franchise. Because... I'm surprised because it's relatively shorter than the other uh, stories. Well, you can argue that, but at the same time, there's two different branches of that storyline. Yeah, but the, the actual Crimson Flower branch is the short, like several chapters. Oh yeah, shorter than... super short. Yeah, yeah the one I, I think stopped. that might be the one I landed on. Whoops, that was an accident. Oh no, Dude, that's the best. Oh, branch I I short. I started off with Blue Lions and then did the other two. It's the I don't know the name of the, the branch three. I did, but it's the it's it's the church ending is the one I got. I guess. Oh no, that's Silver Snow. Okay, which yeah. I think. I watched the other endings and I think I got the worst one. Um. Yeah, you did. So I did Crimson Flower first. Or, so Black Eagles, Black Eagles, then Golden Deer, then Blue Lions. I have not gone back and done the church ending, but I know enough about it. Um, and 
uh, I don't know how spoilery we want this podcast to get, but I would have to essentially do an entirely new file because yeah. I put a ton on my current run of that split route. I put a ton of resources into characters who do not stay with you after the split. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember the last few chapters of that for me were just me like looking around and being like, what's the point? All the good people are gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, whatever. I mean, starting off with the, I, if I were to compare all all four different storylines of Three Houses, um, I think Blue Lions has the most character to it. Like in terms of character growth and character depth, mm-hmm. Blue Lions has the is the tip top. And then I would go in terms of just pure charisma because Claude is charisma king. We'd go with Golden mm-hmm. Deer and then give edelgard her due process and say her she has purely justifiable means because as everyone as long fans of the franchise know dragons are goddamn evil and manipulate humans all the goddamn time in this franchise mm-hmm um oh just for anyone who may not be super familiar with the setup of this game at the beginning you choose which hogwarts house you want to go into which is the golden deers, the blue lions or the black eagles. Um, and each of them has a different sort of like faction leader, like the, th- the three characters you see on the cover, which I'm sure you've seen around are the three sort of leaders of those houses. And um, the story, you get a different, r- the first half of the story is roughly similar between the three of them. And then the second half of the story is wildly different, depending on which uh, one of those houses you have joined. Um, so and there's think, a time skip because yeah course. there's a there's a how much is it like a five year skip i think it's a five year skip five years yes yeah then yeah the part two is a five year time skip from the first half which i think is like a brilliant story move i wish more games would like have the balls to do stuff like that i like the move but i don't like how uh similar the first half is it gets really repetitive yeah um, i'll agree with that so if you're doing all the different houses, you know, it gets just incredibly repetitive having to yeah. do. I think that's why they had the new game plus option there because. Oh, so it, you can speed through the leather ones. You can speed through a lot. Like yeah. you, you still you have get to sit all, through it, but you still you have can, to sit through it if you want to sit through it, but you can skip a lot of tedium. Yeah. Um, so the two key parts of the game, which are there's ah, sorry, there are two key parts of this game, which are the school sections, which are like the social sim elements, and then a uh, time skip late in the story, uh, which is going to take you to um, the I lost my train of thought war. <laughs> to war. There's to the war. battle segments and then there's the school section. So they kind of flip back and forth um, and there's a calendar system. So um, if you've played uh, Persona, for instance, it is a lot like that in how they kind of organize the events and you have basically like uh, a number of points that you can spend each day to be like, I want to, um, you know, I have like, I'm going to, I'm going to go fishing. That's going to expend one of my, my points for today of like the, the time that you have allotted. And then as you go through the game, you get more points every day and you can like do more social stuff every day, basically. Um, and it is again, like, similar to persona because you're some of your things that you do during the day do actually affect your like battle stats and stuff like that and your relationships with your characters and how you're going to perform on the battlefield. So um, I think it does those two things. Well, for me, I, 
I think I played this game literally, um, literally maybe two or three months after I finished Persona Five is when I played this game, kind of when it came out, and Ooh, like I like yeah. think I, I compared it too much in my head to like how like how seamless the stuff was in that game compared to this one, and like I feel like this one didn't hit it quite out of the park as as much, but like it it like it works well enough. I don't know what what do you guys think? I, I again three houses as a long. I, like I started with the very first U.S. release of the franchise, which was on the Game Boy Advance, and knowing the franchise, this really satisfies everything that I would want. Um, it it's kind of it, it's up there in terms of my favorites, um, and I love the characters. I love their storylines. And again, all of them, almost all of them are like winners in terms of just the recruitable characters. Um, And that that's one of the big things with this with this is that even if you choose a specific house, you can recruit a certain number of characters from other parts. Yeah, Um, that's that's a that's a good point and is a huge deal because I um I think when I looked at the characters at first, like I was trying to decide which um, house to do, I actually didn't just like look at the, um, the, the house leaders. I was like kind of looking through like the sets of characters that come with each house. And right. um, I was like, Oh, like I like all these characters in the black Eagles a lot. Like, I, I think they have the, I think there are more interesting ones there than in the other ones, if that makes sense. Like there, there's a larger number think- of interesting characters. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, some of the best storylines are within the Blue Lion's house. Um, mm-hmm. With the exception being Bernie's storyline with Black Eagle. Yeah, like, I like her. Um, Bernie is Bernie is heads and shoulders above all of the other. She has some like real ass character development in that game. It's, yeah. It's- it's pretty good, especially um, especially the fact of who she marries, which came out of complete left field. And I was like, "Wait, what?" Well, she can marry lots of different. people. Yeah, you can influence that. It you can influence that, but by default, she marries Felix from Blue Lions. No, oh. she has several because she, she has several, but for the most, yeah, she married Casper. My Caspar. Caspar. Sorry, not oh, the yeah. ghost. Caspar. Yeah. Caspar, not a ghost. (laughs) Yeah. Caspar, not a ghost, but I, I kind of like that in terms of just the storyline. I like the, the idea that she marries Felix because it's like, you have this very stoic person and very pragmatic and she is very insular. Um, but grows to actually be a, absolute badass <laughs> yeah like she's she was probably like one of my most valuable fighters if not the most valuable one at the end like because she has the, was... I, I i put her as a like pegasus rider or whatever and like yeah. just like dominating the skies um i this is so I... interesting to hear for me because like bernie was one of the characters i connected to the least actually um on the the black eagles i think maybe just being someone who's super introverted in real life her story felt too close to home and i didn't actually do a lot with her um my like 
my Black Eagles run was entirely based around uh, Edelgard and the boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I, 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 like, I really liked her. And, like, Petra's in that one, who yeah. I love. Um, Dorothea. I love Dorothea. Dorothea, yeah. Um, but anyway, Dorothea, like, so Dorothea was, like, my choice magic user. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so she's really good. I had her as a Black Mage. Um, yeah. So... One thing that, like we uh, mentioned, you can do is that you can actually recruit uh, people from other houses by like socializing with them, uh, inviting them to battles with you, stuff like that. And eventually, there'll be an option that opens up as you kind of up their affinity level to like invite them to join your house instead. And this is especially important for people uh, be- to do before the the time skip happens, because um, after that, that is not that is a no go. Um, with a few limited exceptions. Yeah, there's a few exceptions. Yeah, um, a few people can't be recruited. Like the like the basically. No, there's a few people you can recruit after the time. Oh, you can. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. Also, also, before though, yeah, the people who are like outside of of the recruiting thing is falling in love with a character. This being like this one. This is my favorite on your first route, and then learning they're the one you can't recruit away. (laughs) I actually was like really like worried about that. I ended up recruiting and then marrying eventually Mercedes, um, who I really love. I think Mercedes, she, I think she's cool. Yes, she's oh, very yeah, good. Uh, um, I I always play female uh, in these. Yeah, I, I played a female games. character in this as well. And uh, I chose Ash. Nice. Hmm. Um. Uh, I love Hubert with all my heart. Um, but he's only on one route, so I have married uh, different people on every single route. Um. <laughs> Regarding romance, uh, I would like to point out that after a tiny token effort with Fates, this game, I mean, we're in the near the end of Pride Month, I gotta bring this up, there are actual down, like, explicit queer romances in this game, both um, oh, yeah, male 100%. and female, female. Yeah, there absolutely are. Um, I will they say... Definitely, they definitely took the criticism from Fates and like it's said, not yeah. perfect, okay. but a huge improvement. Like, it is a huge improvement. And one thing I do want to say also, which... Um, is that there is actually only one like actual like male male gay romance option though in the game? Oh yeah. In the for for Byleth in the base game, uh, DLC adds more, and there are student pairs that are male male romantic. Okay, that's good to know. Um, yeah, but because the, they, but the main male romance just kind really of, this guy. <laughs> it's like yeah, not my favorite guy, but there um, are two more male romances added. Right. Yeah, that's the, good to know. Yeah. Yeah, there are. Um they but they went in a lot there harder. There is still a bias towards female female over male male, but there are also several pairs of students um who can de- have romantic interactions together and while they're a bit more ambiguous, um some of the voice actors have outright come out and said, oh yeah, my character is bisexual or my character prefers men and my character prefers women. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's definitely uh, when you, when you have one of these games where romance is like a, like a factor, it's one of those things where you kind of have to be like, okay, there, there's basically the, there's basically two routes you can go, which is either this, which is like the fire emblem route where like they do have to sit down and be like, this character's sexuality is this. And these are the characters they can, um romantically be with or whatever or you can like do the bethesda route where like everybody is like schrodinger's bisexual um which i mean like i think it's a development time factor (laughs) for sure and also given the fact that this is a very story heavy franchise (laughs) you kind of have to 
develop these characters to a point. Yeah, for we sure. Also the actual yeah. platonic endings, um, in Awakening and Fates, almost any characters who wound up quote unquote paired together would end up married. There are genuine platonic endings. Like you can most of Edelgard's actually don't end up with her married to whoever you pick. Um you can have an ending with like the like Byleth can end up with like one of the older knights who's already married and it's just like a just like a hey you're like a surrogate brother or uncle to me so that was huge to me as well as you have actual non-romantic endings yeah so yeah let's uh kind of keep moving on so uh the title thing i found interesting and maybe uh one of you can explain to me better because i tried to read about this and was a little confused still um it says the game's uh chosen subtitle in japan was Fukasetsu Getsu, which is, uh, I, I tried to look up what a uh, Yoji Jukugo was, and I, like, didn't quite understand, like, a set of four kanji that, like, have a meaning that's different than, like, what they're written as. Yeah. It's like, the, the kanji are pronounced in a way, like, Fukasetsu gets, which is, like, easily readable, but they're specifically meant to mean wind, flower, snow, moon. Like, it's... They're, they're strung together in a way that's easy to pronounce and sounds like a single word, but has uh, four distinct meanings. Right. And so this is a thing that did not translate into English, as no, you can probably surmise. And oh, so no. they created the title Three Houses. Pretty simple, <laughs> pretty catchy. I'm fine with the title. <laughs> um, but um, so intelligent systems, like we said, handled sort of the world's design and the weapons. Um the freelance illustrators were actually brought in for a lot of other parts as well as uh, a lot of other sections. So like this, this game actually had a good amount of freelance staff as well. Um, the I, lead I artist... can say that mo- most of the Fire Emblem games have like exceptional art, given the fact that I have. Yeah, like, I will definitely agree with books. that <laughs> for sure. Um, the, uh, so uh, the lead artist and character designer was uh, Kazuma Koda, who was a concept artist for Bayonetta 2, Final Fantasy XIV, Pokemon, and Nier Automata. So good pull. Um, she's very talented. Um, the uh, music was composed by Fate's composers Takaru Kanazaki and Hiroki Morishita and the Awakening composer Rei Kondo. So the music slaps. Kind of, yeah, music is great. Um, yeah, the mu- the music in this franchise has always been exceptional. Um, mm-hmm. There was a little bit of a hiccup with Fates, given the fact that they hired a Japanese singer to play one of the characters, and she did music for it. And that's why in Fates, you can only play in English. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's weird. Because um, Fates has um, a vocal song with lyrics as such a huge part of the plot that is performed several times. Huh. And okay. they huh. kind of they changed that up with this with three yeah. houses. They actually hired someone that were was able to uh, have international distribution. Right, um, and there's also an English version of the main theme song too. Yes. Uh, what's it called again? Edge of Dawn. Uh, Edge of Dawn. Yeah, that's right. Edge of Dawn. Yeah, it's a good song. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't listened to Edge of Dawn, pause this podcast, go listen to Edge of Dawn, then come back. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a good song. Podcast, but it's but a great also, song. yeah, like all of the score for this game is is pretty exceptional. So I'll I'll definitely give it that. Um, probably one of the best uh, scores that year. Um, but um, so the uh, uh, writer Kisakihara and uh, Yokata they had some interviews here we pulled from. Um, so three houses they said 
would have been difficult or basically impossible to make without Koei Tecmo kind of carrying most of the weight, as we said. Um, which uh, is interesting to me because I actually kind of looked into Intelligent Systems because they do make a lot of games for Nintendo. Um, yeah. And it's it's kind of like surprising how frequently they're able to put stuff out. Um, for instance, being that like they put out um, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses in uh, uh, 2019 and then just the next year in 2020, Paper Mario the Origami King. Um, right. And... Which they, is wow! Though, comparing those two games, you're like, wow. <laughs> okay, their tur- their turnaround time when it comes to their franchises is exceptional. Like, yeah. out of all the Nintendo development houses, they are exceptional at pumping these things out. <laughs> right, and then even the next year, 2021, they put out a WarioWare. Get it together. So even with pandemic delays and everything, this year we got a. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which just came out uh, two days ago. So yes, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit at the end. But like, the yeah, special they, they... edition is still in the mail. I, I <laughs> bought this for some reason. They decided to only do a special edition availability in Japan for this one. So mine so, is uh, being was, shipped. Was um was Warriors the first Warriors also a collaboration between them two? Yes. yes. Okay. And that's that's kind of what got them into the fold for fake. For yeah, it customers. seems that it seems that Koei Tecmo does way better with both the res- the critical reception and the sales when they like collaborate with another studio. Like they did the same thing for Persona Five Strikers. Like they and Atlas made the game together. Like it it worked out really well. Um, but I think uh, um, and then I think the first Hyrule Warriors. I don't think Nintendo was very involved in though. No, they were very hands off on that. Yeah, um, but then they on the Age of Calamity they did collaborate with them, which I think, and I don't. We can probably do. We'll probably do another episode eventually on Hyrule Warriors that series. But like, I I'm really upset. Like, this is gonna sound insane, but like, I love Age of Calamity a lot. Like the game set, the gameplay is so good, but it runs so badly that I just like I was like I can't play it like this. Like I'm gonna wait until the Switch two. And, and this there. is this is this is why I specifically wanted to play the Three Hopes demo and see how well it runs. And it actually runs. I've heard it's well. pretty good. Yeah. Yes, it does. It, it run. It runs at a salt. It may dip a little bit, but for the most part, it runs at a solid thirty. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, already a little bit of like for these games, like for these like high intensity action games, like you really do kind of want them at sixty FPS if you can get that. But like. It is what it is with the Switch, you know, um, and, may, and you know, I'm sure the Switch Pro is going to be announced tomorrow. So just keep holding on. <laughs> uh, no worries. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but anyway, so uh, Koei Tecmo's experience, of course, uh, was with, uh, you know, having hundreds and even thousands of enemies on a, on a screen at once. Um, and of course, you can see that in the improved animations for Three Houses during the actual combat sequences where you can see armies of hundreds of people fighting depending on your tactical uh you know decisions which is really cool to watch um i ended up turning that off kind of halfway through because it got tiresome well this is uh, any anyone that plays a fire emblem game on a consistent basis one of the first things i do is turn off the battle animations oh yeah (laughs) i just thought it was like cool and i was like yeah (laughs) and then i was like "Eh, i got very tired of it um but uh, you, you you do it for you do it for about an hour or two and then you mm-hmm. turn them all off. So um, even though Koei Tecmo did a, uh, kind of the meat of the game, Intelligent Systems took the lead on the design uh, part of the development. 
So the new school setting allowed the team to considerably expand the series RPG mechanics beyond typical tactical battles, which had dominated the series up until then. The social aspects went through multiple unsatisfactory builds before some team members suggested a calendar system. And once they kind of clicked everything into the calendar, it started to make sense. Uh, But they were kind of uh, stuck on that for a long time. Um, They also were uh, apparently considering this to be a like fully online game uh, as far as the, the castle goes and have you inhabiting the same castle as your friends and stuff like that and just could not make it work. Yeah, that makes sense given the fact that I... I was predominantly following a lot of rumors going around and mm-hmm. that was one of the things that came up at some point mm. before this yeah. got announced. Um, one thing that they also, I remember uh, seeing was that like with everybody being the same character and looking exactly the same, it kind of ended up like uh, being very uh, like kind of taking you out of the game a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Having multiple people like that. And then they all, but then they, uh, ran into the problem of like we can't like let people customize this character too much because they're like a written character into this etc and so there there are a few small online features in this game um i think you can like send items to people what do you do you can you can send and receive items and it's mostly useful if uh it lets you buy like a couple of higher level materials earlier in the game and that's real if you can grind up the money for it is really the big thing. Yeah. I think Fire it's, Emblem... It's mostly handful when you're doing it on on like a New Game Plus run. Yeah. Is that aspect of the around. game. Ah, I see. I remember I was struggling for money uh, a good bit in this game <laughs> when I played. But um, I also was not very good at it, so maybe that's why. <laughs> well, when you... Uh, like, I always would put... Like, I... I'm very frugal when it comes to my money in any Fire Emblem game because it's like I know that if I spend too much, it's going to cost me greatly, especially That's... if you're mm-hmm. playing on permadeath. Yeah, um, which is actually great. Let's let's go ahead and bring that up because Fire Emblem is sort of famous for having a um, a permadeath system. Which I when did they introduce an alternative to that? Was it just was it Awakening or Awakening? Uh, yeah. Awakening was the first one that did that. So yeah. um, you can still play this game in classic mode, which I highly recommend you do, which is the permadeath system. Um, I never have. I can't. I love these characters too much. I can't see them die. I I did actually lose. I think two characters throughout the game, and like it really, really like I think the genuine like hurt I felt when I lost these characters really upped the the game for me. You know what that, you know what I mean? Like exactly um I, I i would recommend it but like i also played on the easier of the two difficulties um i which... i am thankful that uh every every single fire room game and especially this on the switch there is a specific uh button combination to reset there is a oh, reset is button combo i think it's lrab or something huh. i it's something along those lines there's an actual reset it there's a reset code that is in every single firearm game uh and this is one of and they still kept it with three houses and that's one of the only switch games that has an actual reset oh wow um Nero, who did you lose when you played on permadeath um i'm trying to remember uh i might have to look through because I, I recruited some people from other houses too i may have to look oh um let me let me look who's in the black eagles because i played this game three years ago i'm so, so curious you got hubert I- ferdinand Lindhart, 
Caspar, Dorothea, Bernadetta, Petra. And Adelgard. Um, let me see here. Uh, you can't have lost Adelgard. That would have been a Ferd- game. Oh, that was it. Ferdinand died in like <gasps> the second, in the last, like I think it was the second to last battle. It actually made it like way more impactful for me, for though. Like, because yeah. I ran, because, okay, there's also rewinds in the game. Uh, gonna where going to make me cry bringing that up now, but. You get, a, you get a certain number of rewinds, basically, where you can, um, uh, pull back the battle to a previous turn, um, you know, during the battle, but you only get a certain number of them. And like, once you expend them, you could, you know, reset and start the entire battle over. But if you are in, uh, say a place where you were right at the end of the game and you've been in the same battle for an hour and a half and right at the end, one of your characters dies, mm-hmm. you know, it, there's like, there was like something I remember his Divine sacrifice. Pulse. It's you have, you have the power of the goddess that lives inside you that lets you turn things back a couple moves and do things differently. Yeah. Played by Morgana from Persona. Oh, Jesus. With a really? very similar voice. Oh, that makes yeah. a lot of sense, actually. Uh, um, but I remember having this, like, because I think I was, like, a little bit um, souring on the game towards the end because I think it was dragging on too long. And um, I remember this battle, because uh, I had the church ending, like, this, this huge battle, and there's, like, um all this stuff and like i it was like i i know i'm like kind of like building my own story here like where like i i had like the only chance i had left was to like have ferdinand like basically like run to the other side of the map and like lead all the monsters away and like have us complete the objective on the other end and like he died out there but it was like it felt thematically correct and like it it stuck with me really like i, I remember that now like <laughs> and that's and that's like the strength that's the strength of the franchise yeah, but that's uh, even from the very right now, beginning, Nirov, because you know who voices Ferdinand, right? Yeah, you're right. And actually, special shout out, um, Kate, if you'd like to do that. Yeah, um, Billy Kamitz, who voiced uh, Ferdinand von Eyer in Fire Emblem Three Houses, unfortunately did pass away uh, of colon cancer just a few weeks ago. Um, his family and friends are encouraging donations to uh, colon cancer research. Uh, and he did an amazing role in this game. He's one of my favorite characters. So he's done a lot of amazing roles. And he actually like, he was like really young too, which I think bothers me the most about it. He's like in his, yeah. he's like 30 something, right? 35. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but yeah. absolutely. Um, if you're a fan of any of those characters, you know, please consider, you know, donating. He did reprise the role in uh, three hopes uh, prior to his. Oh, past. really? That's great. Okay. Yeah. That is awesome. And you can hear his, his vocal work. And um, actually, so Ferdinand actually became kind of a meme because while other characters yeah. have badass <laughs> yeah, things did. when you select them in battle. I am Ferdinand von Eyer. Yes, and <laughs> in Three Hopes, they ran with that to the point where when he does his big final attack, once you've charged up his his whatever charge bar, he goes like, I stab, am stab, Ferdinand. Oh <laughs> it was yes. a beautiful, big, dramatic moment that just uh, made me so happy. That's great. I I do think I want to, um, if Three Hopes actually does, I think the the biggest fear I had for Three Hopes, the reason I groaned when I saw it is because I was like, this is going to run like Age of Calamity. It runs better so far, at least. Yeah, so it is, I it is, uh, I know Digital Foundry did their analysis. It oh, runs, okay. it runs uh, well enough that you can play it. Okay. <laughs> Cool, minimum standards. But yeah, b- being being that that's what it is, and it is like tied into the story of Three Houses, I will definitely get it eventually. Um, this is making not. me not want to play Age of Calamity, by the way. Uh, oh, no, I, 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 I skipped on Age of Calamity <laughs> I own just because it, it so plays as... I, yeah. 
I I played like maybe three or four hours of it, and like I I love everything about it. But it is it is really, and I know you've heard it from multiple people. Like it is pretty much unplayable. Fun. I mean, it's not as it's not as unplayable as the 3DS version of Fire Emblem Warriors. Oh yeah. (laughs) Don't even try. Uh, What were you saying, Kate? Um, I actually know I do own Age of Calamity. I was given it as a as a gift a while back. So hearing all this, like that, it's unplayable, doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> Wait till the next Switch. Yeah, I'll, well, no, Switch I'll come through it for Sidon and only Sidon. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, let's see here. The um. Okay. So the game ended up releasing after about a. Uh, it was originally announced for uh 2018 and then was pushed to. Spring 2019 and then summer 2019 finally ended up coming out July 26. Yep. Uh, yep. And uh, came out to great reception. Pulled an 89 on Metacritic. Um, huge, huge, uh, huge game. Honestly, like the um, the game story was met with a lot of praise. Um, it was be- it was kind of cited as a more mature and ambitious narrative. It had a lot of great uh, characters, strong development for these characters, and many of them. Many people said like. There were actually difficult choices to make during the social sim parts, which oh, you know, yeah. always, always good. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, the interacting gameplay styles was positively received as well. Many noted that the social elements were a welcome addition to the tactical stuff, um, but the game's graphics kind of got a negative response. Um, several websites faulting them as low quality despite strong artistic design. But of course, the music and voice acting was met with great response in uh, both the English and Japanese versions. Um, so, uh, also won best strategy game and the player's voice award at the game awards. Um, I think that is one of those games where I'm like, I'm still like pretty. I think that I think I remember that year being one of the years I was just the most like, are you sure? Like about the snubs at the game awards, like with um, yeah. the, I think it was because the um, the Outer Worlds was in for Game of the Year and not Fire Emblem Three Houses, and yeah. I was like, are you sure, guys? I don't know. Was that the year that Last of Us Two won everything, or was it the no? Next that was year? that was the next year. Okay, I just, that was the year after. Yeah. Also, yeah. the just funny story: the day that uh, Three Houses came out, I was at a convention uh, in North Carolina. I was at Galaxy Con, and I'm not going to name and shame anyone, but at least one of the guests left early to play Three Houses. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i mean um so uh as of december 2020 uh three houses has sold 3.4 million copies making it the best-selling game in the franchise by a long shot um that's the switch bump that is the like, switch bump and it's great i mean i think fire emblem yeah. is like a like a, a known nintendo franchise now like people yeah. are people are aware of it at the very least and are like maybe i should check that out um but um, for reference, the next best-selling game in the franchise, which was Awakening, sold 1.9 million copies. Um, yep. And almost every other game in the franchise has sold under a million copies. So generally not a huge seller. Um, but No, yeah, in fact, like I I remember because uh, I, I was in the, the very beginning of the franchise here in the, in the States. Uh, and it like... I learned about it from my cousins who were big strategy nuts. Mm-hmm. And, and then when I finally, when I got a copy, like I asked for a copy for my birthday, I believe, or something like that. And when I finally got a copy, I played the hell out of that. And honestly, that was one of the first games that made me actually cry. And that was the first like 
portion oh. of the game. It was it was like the it, I was like the end of chapter ten, um, of that game, which is the which is the ending of the first hat first part of the story because the way uh the the fire emblem that came out in the u.s which is just called fire emblem Mm -hmm. here in the u.s i believe it's um burning blade blazing blade is is it blazing i i keep mixing burning and blazing blazing blade um but they but that game is split into three sections and they're each in a different difficulty obviously lynn who is one of the more popular characters in the franchise. She <laughs> was the first half, the first portion of the game. And that's the first like 10 chapters. And then there's a slight time skip and we get to do Elliewood, which is the bulk of the f- story. And then you have Hector at the end, which is the harder, hardest per- portion of the game. And he's like, I think like 10, 15 chapters at most. Mm-hmm. Um, But like that franchise is the franchise has always been very minor. Um, like I, yeah, I don't think that any, I think the first, actually, I think the first English appearance of those characters was in smash bros. Yes. uh, Or in, in in like, I guess in a, in a Western seeing Marth on the, uh, N64 version. Yeah. Or was it male? No, it was melee. Melee was when they came in. uh, It was melee when he, came in but um um, but yeah i remember like being like oh uh i don't know who these are and then eventually hearing about fire emblem and people being like oh that's the thing like marth and roy from smash brothers are from and i'm like ah i see they're from something yeah i i actually have a repro cart of uh roy's game uh translated on a cart oh really Uh, yeah it it's actually a flashed version it's a flashed cart of uh, Pokemon's Sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was curious about this and I wanted to dig into it because I've seen that Fire Emblem has historically been an, an extremely critically acclaimed franchise and yet sold very little bit. Uh, so yeah. uh, I, I checked out the uh, top 10 Fire Emblem games by Metacritic score. I was curious if you guys think that you know what order those are in. <laughs> okay. Um and you're talking about just general Metacritic at the moment, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Awakenings is number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Awakenings number one with a 92. And yeah. Awakening was a great game. Gosh, which of the older ones are number two, though? I'll tell you, Three Houses, we already said, is uh, is the second one with an oh. 89. Yeah, Three Houses yeah. is number two. Then I would probably say Sacred Stones or Radiant uh, no. Dawn. Sacred Stones is actually way farther down. I was actually going to say one of either Path of Radiance, Radiant Dawn. Nope. Oh, those are further down? Yeah, those are further down, too. So the next one's actually the Fire Emblem GBA game. Uh, just the Fire original. Emblem. Nice! Yeah, right. 88. That, huh. Surprising, but, you know, it's a good I've game. I've actually played some of that one on the Wii U Virtual Console. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is pretty fun. Um. That one reminded me. I remember playing. I played Warbrove also, and that game reminded me a lot of that original that Fire Emblem from the GBA. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, then so number four is the Fates. So I didn't think that Fates was that well received because everyone I've talked to said it was not well received. But <laughs> Fates was well received at the beginning, and then the third the third story came out, and yeah. everyone 
that like that that third branch is just awful. Yeah. Uh, Which one is the third branch? Revelation is the third, and then so that, Revelation still has an eighty-eight though. It got extremely good reviews. Interesting. I did not like Revelation personally. Um, as tragic as the other two paths were, I kind of preferred them, and it sort of felt similar to Three Houses. You had to make these meaningful choices that you know at least imp- impacted the game in some way and not a let's save everyone with deus ex machina yeah so is fate's special edition is that all of the storylines together yeah i have i have an actual cart (laughs) oh nice so yeah fate's special edition and 88 then fate's revelation 88 fate's conquest 87 fate's birthright 86 yeah that makes sense i did not know that any of the fates were that high i know i was kind of surprised but um yeah, then um, Path of Radiance at 85, then Sacred yeah. Stones 85, and then Shadow Dragon at 81. It's number 10. Yeah. Huh. Shadow, Dra- Shadow Dragon is... I, I can go through Shadow Dragon super easy. Like, I know that game like the back of my hand. Specifically because I you uh, Shadow Dragon is one of the few that introduced Gaiden chapters, which were chapters that at a you have to have a certain number of people in your party. AKA you have to kill some people. You have to actually kill people in, in your party in order to get these guidance chapters and you get some of the best characters in the game. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm curious about some of the older games and I, I know that the older games also were like a lot more about like, the the combat like when did they introduce the romance stuff that was awakening awakening yeah but those were also like three paragraph conversation and we're married (laughs) so yeah some previous Uh, games had pairs of characters that yeah the 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 whole idea of children in that aspect is that's actually back in on the snes era and that's the that is the rumored remake that they're doing which is going to be really hard. I want them to remake, but it's going to be so hard. I mean, it's widely considered one of the best stories know, in the franchise. The plot involves certain things. Oh, oh, the plot is. I I know the plot. It's no. I, I, it, I'm I don't trying know not to say any words that are going to get us demonetized. Um. Yeah, yeah. There's oh. um. It's that. Some some Lannister things. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Well. Hopefully we'll be, uh, yeah, well, they may have to make some uh, adjustments. To the they story. will probably rewrite will. some of that. Yeah, oh, they, sure. they will have to. But I would love to see it get remade. It's like very epic in scale. Um, a lot took a lot of inspiration from like real life uh, wars, like Wars of the Roses and stuff. Um, really, they also they cool. also introduced like a lot of the mechanics that have become staples. Yeah, in that game. I mean, Awakening only put in romance and kids because they thought it was their big final game and they were throwing in a bunch of stuff from previous titles. So they're like, oh, let's bring back this idea from genealogy. And they didn't expect it to blow up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's interesting. I did hear about this remake thing too, though, which I mean, I feel like... I mean, one of the, one of the fuels of it is actually a hint in Three Houses. One of the books actually hints at genealogy. Oh. Or- is it... Is this supposed to be like a a full scale remake, like like looking like Three Houses and everything? Yes. Yes. Okay. And I would that love would be, it. I think it would be surprising if it comes out this year, then, since they did oh. just put out a Fire Emblem. Game. No, I mean, like, also they're 
there's a rumored game that's already in the can. And oh, we've really? seen there there's screenshots that have leaked. Uh, oh like yeah, I remember ago. hearing about the that. Protagonist with the split colored hair. Yeah. Yeah, so, people were saying uh, it looked legit, so It looks yeah. legit, but I hate the protagonist hair. <laughs> that could be a lot of different anime, so. Um, <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, I want to talk about the DLC stuff a little bit. So they added a new maddening difficulty mode, which was um, not uh, not for me. Uh, no, which, maddening uh, maddening they, is for masochists. Yeah, they said there was apparently some pushback because they said a lot of people said that the hard mode wasn't hard enough. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, there's a couple of streamers I watched that played it on hard mode, and they were like, this is actually kind of easy. I think if you're not worried about expending your characters in permadeath, it probably would be a lot easier if you were, okay, burning through them in a battle. Um, well, I mean, again, also, well, my, you could... my thought about maddening, some of the very early maps have this thing where they have a super overpowered enemy who stands there, and you, if you can try... If your characters are overleveled to kill him, you can try to steal valuable items off of him, but he will not impede your progress if you wish to ignore him because he just stands there. On Maddening, he does not just stand there. He moves. That's well, okay, so it's good that it's it's so it's not just like an adjustment of like the enemies have more health and do more damage. Oh no. Oh no. Enemy okay. movement has changed, patterns, um there is some like stat and health inflation, like number of enemy inflation, but a big change was like patterns and a lot of like previously stationary enemies, uh like your big monsters and stuff were given bigger movement arcs, more movement. And it's challenging. I yeah. watched my husband play bits and pieces of it. That's why I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, the um, they also uh, there, there was actually some pretty decent um, trickle of stuff for post-release for this game. Uh, there was some new costumes, and there was of course this famous controversy with the voice actor for Byleth um, getting patched out and replaced. Which is, I'm yeah. I'm glad they they took the the you know the initiative and the resources to do that. Um, but uh, he was uh, patched out of the game essentially after admitting to um, some sexual abuse allegations. So. Rough times, but um, again, I'm. I, it's cool. Not. A, I don't think a lot of studios would like take the time to like re-record a whole voice thing, <laughs> unless you're like, unless you were uh, the situation that happened with the original Judgment. Um, wait, is this about the famous guy, the guy who was like, yes, in, yeah, um, because the because of his agency and all that. I remembered reading a thing about this a while ago. It's very Japanese in the reason why he got. Yeah. Um, but he's he's still in the second game, right? Uh, um, no, 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 no. That's that's something completely different. I'm talking about the this is this is a the main villain of the original Judgment. Oh, OK. Uh, who is also the Japanese voice of Olaf. Uh, <laughs> he got caught with drugs. Oh, OK. Right, and which was is immediately pulled from everything. Yeah, because for anyone who's not getting aware, caught with drugs in Japan yeah. is pretty much career suicide. Yeah, you're you're over. Like it's um, and it's a situation. Also, good um time to tell you if you ever go to Japan, just like don't even fuck around with that. Like you will be in a Japanese prison for years if you are caught with drugs there as a foreigner. Mm-hmm. Um, of any kind even weed so like just don't even fuck with it like at all um they have a very 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 deep anti-drug uh thing built into their societal structure 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like if you're caught with drugs, you're pretty much never going to ever work again. So um, don't don't do that there uh, when in Rome and such. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, so later waves of DLC, obviously, we said added some new playable characters, some actions and stuff, new features for the monastery and the Cindered Shadow storyline. So could you tell me about that a little bit? Um, I, I, I know it more, uh, kind of on the side because I didn't really go back and complete it because like I, I went and did all of it at the hundred, the over 200 hours to sink into completing everything beforehand. And then the DLC came out and I never, I, I only touched it on the periphery. I never finished it. I have played Um, all of it and have also played through my most recent blue lions run. I did recruit all the DLC characters. Okay. So for my head, the way this was described to me was maybe the funniest thing I've heard, which was like, no, no, there was a secret fourth house living underneath the school. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. It's like, are you sure? It it has about as much, (laughs) it has about as elegant writing as the revelations storyline did in fates. Yeah, so like it, that's like you're telling me there was like a fifth Harry Potter house hidden under Hogwarts no, the whole time. Nirav, the it's walk. like I was telling you there was Makoro Ikasaba, the 16th student, hidden somewhere in the <laughs> school. <laughs> it is exactly like that, except that game is inherently ridiculous, so I feel like it's a little more forgivable. <laughs> hmm. But um, no, um, it's a. I think there are something like six or seven playable chapters. It is a completely self-contained side story. Um, your characters have set levels and set equipment, so you can play it without having played any of the main story. Um, you get Byleth. You get seven characters from the main story. You get Byleth, Edelgard, Dimitri, Claude, and then Lynn, Hart, Ash, and Hilda, plus the four new characters from the Secret House. And it is actually fairly difficult um you get a lot of monsters it, 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 a lot from of what i played it is genuinely difficult okay and the most challenging part of it is you don't you have very minimal access to new weapons or weapon repair because pretty much your only source is like scavenging dropped weapons from the like undertown so it's honestly quite a challenge and very fun and then if you've completed, like, one of the four characters gets unlocked after, I think, each two chapters of the DLC, and then they'll be hanging around the monastery itself the next time you play the main game, and you can recruit them. They do have supports with students. Um, they can be recruited into any house. Um, most of them have a good mix of supports with students from all three houses, so it's definitely worth getting them on different runs and all four of them are included in the main plot non-dlc in three hopes yeah so. uh more specifically like i my relation with uh the ashen wolves storyline and the characters is one of the uh voice actors the voice actor for yuri he is also a vtuber that i watch and uh he's he uh he's currently going through three hopes right now and <laughs> he actually took he actually got a version of his VTuber to look like Yuri. <laughs> nice. Nice. Is that character in Three Hopes also or no? Yes. Uh yes. Yeah, I, one of my favorite of things is watching people in video games play them, but like even more so when they're they look like their characters. So like 
I remember I, I watched um who was it um the character the the actor who plays uh, Dina in The Last of Us Two. She did like a full playthrough of The Last of Us Two, and just was like, <laughs> like it's me a lot, which was very cute. Enjoyed that. I think um, the best one is uh the voice actor and motion cap artist for Connor from Beyond Two Souls. He did a playthrough with his wife. Did, you mean Detroit? Was that or Detroit? Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, several three houses actors have done it most notably Josia who voices Claude has done a full golden deer playthrough um I think Robbie Damon who voices Hubert has played a bit of it um there's been a number of of three houses actors have done bits and pieces of of the game or um also several of them uh Dorothea's actor a bunch of others did like a bunch of promo videos i guess that are like them going around doing random stuff like singing karaoke and bowling and stuff which is very cute yeah uh ken what you said has made me desperately want willem dafoe to do a stream of beyond two souls though oh my god (laughs) all right let's get started (laughs) yes please Uh, how do you hold this controller i i believe he's widely said that that was a weird experience I and that's coming from Willem with... Dafoe. Yeah, I can believe that working with David Cage would be maybe an unpleasant experience. <laughs> Considering, uh, I don't know if y'all read that whole thing about his, like, the court case and everything and all the oh, stuff that... in there. It is embarrassing mm, to be a human. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that he Perfect is also cringe. Born. Perfect cringe. I don't cringe. know, where's my uh, Tim Curry plays Gabriel Knight? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would like many things here. So uh, a few of the other games around, like, kind of off of this game. So first off, Fire Emblem Heroes um, does have a few characters from Three Houses imported into it. Do either of you play Heroes? Or did I guess you probably played at some point, right? I do. I played a little bit until the point where I realized where it got super gotcha. And I was like, nope. I play it every single day and uh they just released summer edelgard dimitri and claude in their bathing suits and i got summer edelgard look at her in her bathing suit she's adorable um i do like some summer edelgard um i think the i mean um, heroes is the most profitable game that it nintendo's is put out on actually board. the only profitable nintendo mobile game but it is so profitable is it has made up for all of their other failed ventures so also um, you said some three houses characters by now all of the students are in including the ashen wolves a couple oh, okay. of the adults and teachers are missing and for most characters except the lords we only have their uh younger version Standard. from when they were in school yeah. we also have a couple weird versions like santa felix santa bernie Ooh. Um, summer edelgard dimitri and claude um and several other very interesting choices that they've made <laughs> the only thing i can think of with fire emblem heroes is back when it came out uh, I remember Griffin McElroy talking, just like yelling about this and doing a bit about like, okay, so you go in there and you, it's, it's five, it's five like orbs for a boy. And it's like, okay, I'm going to buy some orbs. And that's, I buy a pack of orbs and it's four orbs. I spent $3 on this. And so I, I, I've just paid four, I just paid $3 for no anime boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah the only thing is like and like i was doing this at my grandma's house because it was christmas and she's like 
what are you doing? And the only thing harder to explain than explaining to your grandma that you spent $3 on an anime boy is explaining to her that you spent $3 on no anime boys. Well, I can't speak to that because I am I am free to play. I have spent money on it, I think, once or twice when I've been specifically gifted a gift card for that purpose. But I am mostly free to play. And you know what? I still have all five Edelgards. So you know what? You don't Wow, that is dedication. I will one. say, like, I've... Um, the only game I've really spent money on mobile is is Pokemon Go over the years, but I always use my like Google reward money from the surveys and stuff. So yeah. I spent like a good forty or fifty dollars in that game, but none of it's been like my actual money, at least. So still, yeah, still I, I don't I don't to touch this. mobile market that I get. like. I pay for the Google Play Pass. That's uh-huh. that's what I use. Like I will yeah. get that stuff off of that. I where is I my seasonal Hubert? Give him <laughs> seasonal summer. What would summer Hubert even be? He would be wearing one of those like old fashioned. I was about to say he's going to be wearing like a well, like a like Victorian bathing suit. Like, <laughs> in the actual game, he is. Uh, what he is is you need to watch the Johnny Depp Sweeney Todd, and he's wearing that bathing suit. That's exactly uh, what he's wearing. Yes, yes. Right bathing suit yeah. that Johnny Depp wears in that. Um, Only instead of the black and white, it's black and green. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Um, so one other thing I do want to ask about: Have either of y'all played Tokyo Mirage Sessions? Yes. Uh, I am. It has been on the list to buy because it it's gotten to the point in pricing where I can get a used copy for a decent price. So I'm like, mm, I might bite the bullet soon. I'm kind of sad that that game flopped twice because it's such an interesting idea. And like, it was well, very when creative. they first announced it, I was very interested. And then it went silent for so long and it finally got revealed. And I was like, this is not even close to what I expected. It's so good though. Yeah, so it's much more it's much more persona and shin megami tensei than it is fire emblem yeah. mm-hmm. what were you saying kate i'm sad we're never gonna get a sequel with like fates and three houses characters because it it came out after awakening and only has characters up through awakening i was gonna ask actually does the 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 deluxe version on switch doesn't have any of the three houses stuff in it uh, i believe cosmetics. it does only cosmetics only okay. cosmetic yeah yeah um Skins, so, character outfits, but no, all of the playable Fire Emblem characters are from Awakening and earlier. Ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I think it'd be a cool thing to do, especially, I mean, I, I obviously, like, would love, I mean, it would be just a gigantic hit if they were able to kind of remix that a little and they brought in characters from, like, Three Houses to, like, fight alongside, like, Persona 5's cast or something like that. Like, that if they kind of took another I mean, swing at it. To be to be fair, Atlas is such a f- fickle developer yeah i don't see that make another one anyway (laughs) yeah um but yeah uh so yeah i think we talked about some of this stuff uh, already so uh how did you guys i wanted to get into quickly like how do you guys feel about the gameplay like the combat parts versus the previous games because like like i mentioned there was sort of a rock paper scissors system to the previous games whereas this one got a little more complex with um, many kinds of different weapons and, and the different magics interacting differently and stuff like that. Um, it definitely like, I've played, a, I've played like a few hours of awakening and like, I think I kind of, the combat like kind of bored me a little bit, to be honest. Um, like it was just kind of, I felt like I was kind of doing things over and over again. Do yeah. You feel that's... This is a good 
step forward for the franchise. You want to see more of that in the next game, basically. I think it's balanced. I think three houses had a much better balance in terms of its difficulty versus its overall. Like I started to realize that yes, the game is actually legitimately pushing you to just finish the mission and not grind, which took a while for me to realize because as, as a long, long running member part of the franchise, grinding was a essential like you had to hmm. grind that's that's i mean i'm glad that it's moving away from that then i i'm not a huge fan of that and that's probably what's taken me off some jrpgs in the past is the amount of grinding needed but um yeah one of oh, one other thing i don't think i've mentioned is that this game is like very long <laughs> it is it is jrpg long yeah um, you're talking me... you're talking i my first playthrough hit 120 hours christ okay well just for i guess a more like just playing through the game thing for me uh it took me i think 79 hours basically to finish this game and uh, that might have added some extra time being that this was my first real fire emblem game i didn't know a lot about the the world or the systems and stuff like that um so uh, uh, counting some time for adapting to that but it is it is a long game like i've heard most people say between 70 and 80 hours for a run so yeah, you need uh, you're gonna have to commit in your heart, in your heart of hearts. Yes, though a um, lot of that length is the multiple routes. A one single route doesn't take as long, but they are still pretty significantly hefty. Yeah, you can definitely finish them faster. Like, um, especially on your your later routes in the new game pluses and everything. Like, right. one of my friends did has done every route like by keep continuing to new game plus and like. I think by the time that she did the the last uh, route on her list, she finished it in like thirty hours at most, or something. So yeah, because that's you can how, also skip um, a lot of the of beginning story bits. Yeah, yeah. that's like, true. That's how um, I I did, and then I also took breaks, and I've yeah. done no, I I always before, I like took gaps between significant routes. gaps of like weeks to months. Yeah, I took a I took a chunk of uh, time off in the not in the middle of this game. Like I got through like I, I played for the first maybe like fifteen to twenty hours or something, and I liked it a lot. But then I was like, I'm gonna take a break, and then I came back like six or seven months later. But then after that, I got like really into it, and I went through the entire rest of the thing because um, the first part did drag a little bit, I will say. But um, I think the second half of the story is really where it gets a lot more exciting too, though. So stick around. Um, if you're if you're if you're a fan of JRPGs, I'm sure you know to you know it's like oh no wait it, it gets good after ten hours no worries. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, yeah. Did you guys want to? We're gonna wrap up here in a second. Do you guys want to throw out anything else uh, about this game or what you want to see? I think one other thing I like to ask people is like as like longtime fans of this franchise, like where do you want to see the next new mainline game? Let's, let's maybe throw the remake out of the window for a second. What do you want to see from the next mainline game in this series? A good story. Keep the level of difficulty and maybe, maybe add merciless as a difficulty immediately. Don't kind of like throw that in, in his DLC. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, just kind of fix some of the performance issues. And given the fact that tech McCoy has definitely worked on the performance issues with, uh, three hopes just in general. Um, one of the big things that, uh, started found 
being found out after people started doing boundary break stuff on uh, three houses was the fact that the reason why the kitchen runs so poorly is because all three instances of the kitchen are stacked on top of each other. Oh, wow. And yeah. that's why it runs so poorly in that area. Jeez. Um, did not know that. Yeah. So I don't know, Kate, would you want to see another branching story like this? Um, I don't know if necessarily has to be branching. I just want a good story. Um, Fates really suffered story-wise. Three Houses was an improvement. Like, like Kenneth said, a lot of the earlier games have really, honestly, solid stories for how early they are. So I just, I want a good story. And that makes, like, I, I don't want another Fates. I don't want another game where it's like, this story is not fun. Mm-hmm. Not interesting. Um, yeah, so I think one thing that I I totally forgot to mention, which is maybe a favorite feature of this game, which I've not found anywhere else. I'm sure there's other games that do this, um, is that in the social sim parts, you can kind of ship your people together by like making them do activities together and kind of like force them to fall in love with each other by just making them spend time <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, so like if you're shipping two characters, you can kind of just keep ha- like putting them in situations where they have to hang out and then eventually they'll fall in love with each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> extremely funny, um, but I felt very powerful doing it. So, <laughs> I mean, after Awakenings, the uh, meme term, the meme name of the franchise has become Waifu Wars. Yeah, oh, yeah. it is 100% that. And like, th- there is definitely that that aspect to it. I will also say, as far as JRPG, like anime style JRPGs go, like, Fire Emblem is one of like really, really does not get into like the the cringy weird aspect of that at all. Like they uh, and oh okay, <laughs> three houses didn't at least. <laughs> no, but, no. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that gets cut when it gets moved over to the U.S. Oh, interesting. That is cringy. Okay. Well, good. Uh, good news for like us. <laughs> fate, fates had a blowing mechanic using the microphone. <sighs> We had to like blow on your friends. Yeah, no, like on their face. <laughs> um, I did just remember that in Mario 3D World on the Wii U, you did have to blow on the gamepad to turn fans. That's different. <laughs> that is different. Way um, different. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, Jesus. Okay. So, um, but anyway, I, I, uh, yeah. So let's let's go ahead and uh, and wrap it up. So, uh, yeah, you can find us at uh, gameluster.com uh and uh youtube.com slash game luster and you can find us on twitter at game busters pod uh and also we uh game luster has an instagram now find us there as well and uh we have a website now i made it last night go check it out gamebusterspod.com i've just been linking everyone to the anchor host that we have but i just decided to finally just bite the bullet and make us an actual website so um yeah gamebusterspod.com find all our stuff there cool stuff um and make sure to, uh, you know, review the game on iTunes or Spotify if you are so want to do. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Kate, what are you working on right now? What would you like to plug? Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, DareLetsTentons. I am mostly tweet about whatever I'm playing. And uh, I hope to, to be writing some content for uh, Game Luster regarding, you know, the games that just came out that I'm enjoying. So I'm Files Nirvana and Three Hopes. So just look out for that. And maybe I'll do more video content too. Who knows? But well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, can you, what do you got going on? You have a podcast, yes? Yes. I, uh, 
I have multiple podcasts. Uh, one of one of them is on hiatus. One of them is almost coming off hiatus. The other is is a co-hosting job that I do with a uh, friend friend of mine, uh, Vosh. They do uh, a they basically they're basically running. I'm editing and doing everything. But it's uh, last school on the left. Uh, Kenreels.com is where you can get all the links to my socials and whatnot. Ken Reels, I'm pretty much on every social platform. Mm-hmm. Makes it a lot easier. Uh, but my uh, podcast that is returning, this anime, uh, is a podcast where I talk about anime, uh, past, present, future, all basically with the exclamation of, oh God, why the hell am I? This is just absolutely insane. Um but yeah, uh, Last School on the Left is where we talk about things spooky, horror-based stuff. Um, we uh, have an episode going up soon about the uh, film, one of the more famous films, uh, uh, Don't Look Now, uh, with uh, Keith, or with uh, Donald Sutherland. Um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, we, me and Vosh flip flop in terms of what we got in the can in term, uh, in topics, and we're going through a. I I've got a laundry list, and I know Vosh has a laundry list. Uh, but yeah, that's mostly the one that uh, I primarily work on, and then uh, this anime should be returning eventually. Cool. Um. All right. So. Um... Just a quick announcement. I am trying to figure out what to do for our two-year anniversary, which is in two weeks from when this premieres, this podcast. If you have any ideas, please shout them out to me. I was on the very first episode of this. and You were. Yeah, you absolutely were. That's awesome. And I was on the the last last year's special, right? And it's weird subtitles. (laughs) Sorry? I, I believe I was on last year's special. Yeah, you were on the you were on the one year anniversary special last year, so a year ago. Um, and the first yeah, episode, Kate, we tried to come up with a subtitle for The Last of Us Two, and decided to call it The Last of Us Two: The More of Us. Yeah, The More of Us. That's correct. Yeah, I think that was um. I think we tried to. That was also like it's so crazy going back because I actually listened um a few weeks ago or when I realized this was like. I went back and listened to some of the first episode and I was like, what were we doing? <laughs> Just like, we're like, it was, so we, we like supposedly were talking about shadow of the Colossus, but like, not really. <laughs> um, also like, it's one of those weird things. Like, I don't think this show actually had any sort of a structure until maybe six months into it. So like, I feel like a lot of podcasts don't actually figure out what they're doing for several months, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, as, as someone that's been podcasting for over a decade. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't. Yeah, to all you of really those do. listening, that makes two years I've been begging Mirov for a Zero Escape episode. We're going to do it. I gave you the Danganronpa one. We're going to do it. You did give me the Danganronpa episode where um, we had to talk about Cube instead. The cube. <laughs> I forgot about our Cube. <laughs> yeah, Cube. Sorry, Cube 2, Hypercube. <laughs> we need to still need to do a Game Luster we, watch. We should actually do like a group watch of Cube 2, Hypercube. <laughs> um okay so yeah anyway um so you can find us uh of course like i said all over the web and you can find me at gondizi everywhere um and yeah so who here has a great voice line from this game that they want to use to take us out of here i mean i can't I mean, do it it's gotta be that it's gotta be the one right? i am ferdinand von eyer obviously yeah. can you now could you do that in character please no i'm not billy Gammons. <laughs> no 
but you should put that clip here. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll put the clip in, and uh, I'm just gonna pretend that I said it in a perfect imitation. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was great, Nerev. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.